Welcome to the Stork Storytime Podcast at the North Liberty Community Library. Are you expecting or thinking of starting a family? If so, this podcast is for you. Just as it's never too late to develop a love of reading, it's never too early either. Hello, my name is Jennifer Jordebrook and I'm the Assistant Director at the North Liberty Community Library. Hi, I'm Emily O'Sheridan Tabor and I am the Family Services Librarian at the Library. We'd like to welcome our guest speaker today, Lou Wolf. She works at Mercy Hospital in Iowa City and the Washington County Hospital as a paramedic in the emergency room, and she is a volunteer with the Safe Kids Johnson County Organization. Thanks for taking some time to talk with us today. Thank you guys for having me. Welcome to our podcast, Lou. Before we talk about car seat safety, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your job at Mercy or Washington Hospital or both? Uh, yes, I previously worked as a paramedic in the ambulance service at Johnson County for several years, about 20 years, uh, and now I work in the emergency room as a paramedic. Um, I work part-time at Mercy Hospital in Iowa City and then also part-time at the emergency room in Washington. So a nice variety between the two. <laughs> I was going to say interesting. <laughs> yes, yes. Must be very interesting. <laughs> As an expecting parent, there is a lot on your mind and many things to get done before your baby arrives. In addition to setting up the baby crib, um, you also need to to find and install uh, that car seat. And I think most parents remember that first car ride with their child. For many, it's a trip home from the hospital, which can be very memorable, exciting, and sometimes even a frightening yes, experience. for sure. <laughs> I, I know we drove very slow. Yeah, yeah. I remember mom <laughs> sitting in the back, like, like, make sure everything is okay with the baby. My husband still tells the story of they walked us out to the car and put the baby in the car seat and closed the door, and he was like, oh, crap, now what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we were driving it's like, oh, all of our help, we're driving away from us. Well, and I was surprised. I didn't remember or realize with our firstborn, the nurse actually walks you out uh-huh. and watches you put them in, which is awesome and something they should do, but yeah. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so. yeah. You're like, what are you doing? I've got this. Thanks. <laughs> and as Emily mentioned, today's podcast is about car seat safety. Uh, we're excited to have Lou here with us. She's an expert on this topic. She uh, volunteers her time with the Safe Kids Johnson County Organization. And can you, first of all, tell us a little bit about how you're involved with this organization and, and what it is? Yes. Uh, I started working as a volunteer with Safe Kids Johnson County uh, several years ago when I was with the ambulance service. Um I don't want to date myself, but around the (laughs) early 90s, uh, started working with child passenger safety. And uh, Safe Kids Johnson County is a volunteer uh, organization. Uh, The mission, really, of Safe Kids Worldwide and Safe Kids Johnson County is to uh, prevent childhood injuries, basically. Um, As we all know, injuries to children, oftentimes you look back and what happened could have been very preventable. So we, we kind of focus on injuries that are preventable and educating people, kids, families, parents, grandparents, the community and as a whole, how to prevent injuries to, to children. And looking at your website, uh, I also learned about your mission statement. So in addition to the car seat safety checks, as you said, it's, it's safety as far as like bike rodeos, participation in the safety village, health and safety fair. So you guys really do quite a bit to help families out with that safety. Right. Safe Kids is made up of multiple agencies. Um, There are 
perhaps the local ambulance service, the local fire department, many of the law enforcement agencies, um, all of them together, all of us that kind of have that same mission work together and make up Safe Kids Johnson County. So it's not one particular agency uh, that that is uh, speaking for Safe Kids Johnson County. It, it, it's really a group effort, and everyone that does child passenger safety, for example, within their organization, is all part of Safe Kids Johnson County. Same with fire safety, same with water safety, bicycle safety, helmets. You know, proper yeah. fitting of bicycle helmets and those types of things. We we sell helmets at cost, uh, ten dollars for a bicycle helmet to make it very affordable for for families and. It's it's, it's a simple thing, but it really can make a difference in whether a family will even purchase a, right. a helmet for their yeah. child. That's really great. I mean, it just having all those different agencies um, coming together and not just concentrating on one thing, but kind of doing an overview of all safety. I'm sure there's a lot of overlap there. So yes. it's nice to have it all in one place. Yes, that that group effort. We all have the same mission. Yeah. So making a team, yeah. a team approach really has been very successful for us. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So for our listeners out there who have never participated in one of these events, can you just give us like a brief overview of what a car seat safety check event involves? Right. Yeah, um, it, it sounds a little bit intimidating. <laughs> uh, it's not an inspection. We used to use the term inspection mm-hmm. station, but we really have gotten away from that because it, it, it's intended to be an educational opportunity. Sure. So in an ideal situation, uh, we would set up a child safety checkup event, and families can uh, drive in in their vehicle um, with their child in their child safety seat, and when they first come in, we introduce ourselves, explain to them kind of our process. Um, we tell people to plan about 20 minutes per car seat, but, you know, that can vary greatly. But our ultimate goal is to assure that that child is as safe as they can be within that vehicle when they drive away. So um, in all reality, most families, everyone wants to do the right thing. Yeah. People aren't purposely not reading the directions or not doing something right. We all want to keep our child safe. Um, what we found is there's just a lot of misinformation out there or misunderstanding. sometimes it can be complicated. You yeah. read those instruction manuals, they're thick. And it can be a little confusing. Um, you might use a car seat one way um, when the baby's first born and small, and then as they grow, there are adjustments that need to be made as the child grows with that, even that same seat before you move to the next one. Right. So it can be a little complicated. People are trying to do the best they can. We're not intending at all ever to be intimidating or judgmental. Uh, ultimately, when they first come in, we're going to look at their seat and just make sure that it's not recalled. If you look at the recalled seats that are out there, there are hundreds and hundreds of them. It's a huge list, multiple pages, kind of intimidating. But ultimately, we check uh, every car seat that comes in and assure that it's not recalled. And if sometimes it's a recall that maybe it makes it still usable, but something that needs to be fixed. Sometimes it might be needs to be ordered. It might be simply a label or something. But we're checking to make sure that the families receive that information. Um, Then uh, assuring that the car seat is safe to continue to be used. And um, then we start with looking at their vehicle and the type of car seat that they have and assuring compatibility and what is the best place for that child to ride in that vehicle and assure that that car seat is installed properly. So it's really, I, I 
view it as an educational opportunity and it should never be intimidating or anyone feel we don't want people to feel bad I had a great experience when I um, went to my first car seat uh, check event um, and I was really surprised because you guys just like they just swarmed and there was multiple people and they were very helpful I felt relieved Um, the safe kids worldwide website which is www.safekids.org uh, gave the statistic that they estimate three out of four car seats are not used correctly, which I was kind of surprised That's at. High. But thinking back, I was one of those three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember, you know, going there and literally, I know you can't see us as you're listening, but they could, I mean, I strapped it in with the car seat, but you could literally move that car seat back and yeah. forth. Right. And you know, they say you need to put your body weight into it to get it secure. You know, we didn't do that at all. And so I was just kind of like shocked. I'm like, oh, okay. Yes. I, I think the other surprising thing about that statistic is three out of four are incorrectly, but ultimately sometimes people will have four or five or six errors right. for that one oh. car seat. So, uh, you know, it might be minor adjustments of things that we make, but but a lot of times you're correcting more than just one error. They can really make a significant difference during yeah. the crash. Wow. And you had mentioned that uh, they drive in with their child in their car seat, but expecting parents as well. They they don't need to have the baby yet. They can come ahead of time. Correct. Um, And we encourage that. Um, Mercy Hospital has been very good about when they know about our events, promoting that with their, you know, birthing classes and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and those types of things. They will share that flyer. and, And we have, I would say, a good percentage of people that visit our fit stations are expecting parents they choose their seat and they know they're getting close to their due date and they come in and it's really a great opportunity to educate them without the distraction of crying baby or this or that and answer all of their questions give them the opportunity to install it properly for their vehicle sometimes a husband and wife will bring both of their vehicles and and we'll educate on both of them and then when they have the child they can always um you know, call with additional questions, or sometimes they'll receive additional information at the hospital, but we encourage them to find, you know, show them the resources of where to find the answers of their questions. Right. They'll for sure have. That's fantastic. Grandparents or caregivers also? Absolutely. If they're transporting? Yes, we've had uh, grandparents that come in a lot of times, and we've actually had a few daycare providers. Um, One day we had a surprise of a daycare uh, little minibus that pulled in. Oh, cool. And it had multiple car seats, and (laughs) it it took us a lot of time, but we really felt good about it. By the time they left, the daycare provider was extremely happy with the knowledge that she had gained. And, and we were feeling pretty proud about um, making a difference yeah. with, it, with them and the children that they transport. So that's awesome. So as you mentioned, it, it does sometimes might seem overwhelming, um, to, you know, and you're stressed and want to make sure you get the right car seat for your child. Can you share with our listeners um, kind of the difference between the rear-facing, forward-facing, booster seats? What kind of can you step us through that? Absolutely. So um, I'll, you'll probably hear me say this multiple times mm-hmm. today, but um, the number one uh, advice I have for people is 
Don't be intimidated by your instruction manual that comes with your car seat. Um, most of them are written, they're getting better about how they write them, and they divide it up into sections, like uh, perhaps rear-facing to begin with, and then as the child grows and when it's okay to turn them around and that type of thing. But if you're looking for an answer to a question, that book is kind of thick and it's a little intimidating, but that's a great resource, really the best resource. In a perfect world, when you come to a car seat checkup event, we would like you to bring that manual with oh. you that came with your car seat if you have it available. If yeah. you don't, it's okay. But if you have that, we'll even be looking that because different uh, manufacturers have different recommendations. Sure. So, so um, talking about direction, um, so most people have an infant uh, carrier, I guess, for lack of a better word, when, when their baby is born, people always have a car seat, they buy a car seat, the hospital makes sure that you have a car seat mm-hmm. before they even let you go home with a new baby. Um, and that most people know that that seat is the first seat that they're going to use, it uh, is usually installed rear-facing which is going to be the safest position for that small child. And we see that pretty consistently, and people have that, and they're really looking for that education. Um, We don't see as many errors in that situation as we do as the child grows and they go into different seats or different adjustments that need to be made. Uh, The infant carrier is the first seat that most people are familiar with. And a lot of people think once that infant carrier is, they've grown out of that, it's time to turn the child around forward facing, which is typically not correct. Um, way back, and not to date myself again, but we, it, those of us that have older children remember that the recommendation was until your child was one year old and or 20 pounds, mm-hmm. then you could turn them around. Um, the actual recommendation, even back then, was they needed to meet both of those criteria, not oh. one or the other. Oh, okay. Um, but since then, the American Academy of Pediatrics has actually updated that recommendation, and now it's recommended that children stay rear-facing to the age of two. Regardless of weight. That's the general Mm -hmm. guideline. Ultimately, when you buy a car seat, if you read on the directions or in the manual, it will tell a maximum weight for rear-facing. So, for example, if my child is... you know, two years old and weighs 32 pounds, if that car seat allows my child to be rear-facing to 35, we say keep them even longer Mm -hmm. than that, too. The longer, the better. Sure. Ultimately, children will do much better in a motor vehicle crash if they're rear-facing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Other countries, some of them actually keep the kids rear-facing until age five. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I had no idea. (laughs) Yes. And myself, I remember being very, for some reason, excited. I wanted my child to be forward-facing. I thought they need to see out the window. They can see me. They're, all you of these see, things. They can see the back, yeah. they can see the back uh, of your head. You know, but it, it, responding as a paramedic to uh-huh. motor vehicle crashes and that mechanism, children are so much safer and do so much better if you keep them rear-facing longer. So what if you have a, a, a larger child and, like, um, I always would kind of look at my girls and their feet would be like hanging out. Mm-hmm. Is that still okay? Or should you be yes. looking for a different car seat or a different, you know, uh, 
apparatus to put them in. Right. That's that's a great question. A lot of people ask that. A lot of people will say, I know I'm supposed to keep them or facing longer, but they're so big or their legs are up against the back of, mm-hmm. of the seat. Um, and I remind them that ultimately the rear facing is the point of that is protecting the head, neck, back, and spine. spine that sure. head, neck, and spine is really where people get in motor vehicle crashes get the most serious and life-changing events, life-threatening a lot of times with those head injuries. So um, the idea of that car seat and being rear-facing is during a crash, it helps to absorb some of those crash forces. You know that babies are, their head's kind of big, bobbly, not real strong neck muscles yet, those types of things. So with their legs being long, I'm not saying that if they're in a serious motor vehicle crash, they could end up with a leg injury or something like that. But ultimately, compared to that head, neck, Mm -hmm. and spine injuries, that is significantly less and and less life-threatening, typically. Mm -hmm. And Uh, even if there's... So if you have a premature child, still there's car seats. You just have to do maybe a little more looking because it's like five... There's maybe no weight limit but they still need to be yeah what you'll find is the label on the car seat will have a minimum weight and a maximum weight and some of them will start at five pounds some will start at four um there are situations for preemie babies there's some special um recommendations for transport and even smaller children than that Okay. So Great. after they've moved up from the rear facing, which now we best practices is the two year and not the, the state law still states one year, but that just hasn't caught up yet. Or even longer if they are still within the requirements that are set by the car seat. Right. Okay. Right. So the Iowa's law still says that the child needs to be um, rear facing up to the age of one, but then it continues to say that a child... Um, safety seat needs to be used per manufacturer's instructions and man all the manufacturers are getting and become up to to date with what the american academy of pediatrics recommends so um, most of the time you're going to go from that infant carrier seat to what we call a convertible seat which continues to allow that child to be rear facing until they meet those criteria and then it can be turned around and used in a forward facing position also right that's what typically people are going to go to as their second uh, child safety seat okay and then at what point do they transition into a booster seat Um, So most of the convertible and forward-facing types of seats that I was talking about with the harness, most of those will also have a maximum weight. But it really varies from manufacturer to manufacturer. Some of them will say you can keep them in that harness only up to 40 pounds. Some of them will actually allow you to keep them in that five-point harness in the car seat up to 70 Mm -hmm. pounds. So we're really seeing a big variety of manufacturers. And that's when people ask, which car seat should I buy or which one is the best, which we can talk about more later. But ultimately, it really depends on what your needs are. Mm-hmm. And with that child, what what features. It's more of what features that car seat have versus the brand name or the sure. cost of it. Or the so, aesthetic, right. how it looks. Right. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, different things matter to different, different people, and we totally respect that. But yeah. ultimately, we're looking for features that are going to meet the needs of that family. Sure. Um, and when, what works in one vehicle may be very different that, than what works in another vehicle. So sometimes you have compatibility issues, too. Right. So, but keeping that child forward facing uh, really as long as you possibly can, harnessed as long as your seat will allow it, 
And then once they've outgrown that uh, convertible seat or forward-facing seat, then they will go to a booster seat. Most of the time, a child's not going to go from a harnessed car seat into just a regular vehicle safety belt. Most of the time, they aren't going to be ready for that. This is our biggest challenge as Safe Kids Johnson County. There are kids all over the place, which we all know when you're out driving and you see, Mm -hmm. that really would be much, much safer riding in a booster seat. It's tough as a parent. Uh, my friend doesn't ride in a booster seat, and they're mm-hmm. embarrassed, or they think it's a little kid That's what thing. my boys would always say. It's mm-hmm. very tough. Um, my, my poor children would probably tell you they've been abused because they haven't <laughs> been in a, a booster seat longer than any of their friends. Or my kid, friend gets to sit in the front seat, oh, but yeah. the oh. safest place you recommend for car seats would be... Yes, uh, all oh, no. children 13 and under should ride in the back seat, regardless if if, if they've graduated from that booster yeah. to sitting, yeah. you know, without one. Yeah. They are still in the back, yeah. safer in the back, the back seat, seat yeah. if yeah. possible. Yeah. yeah, and that that's because of airbags. And if we have time, we can also talk about that. But but keeping them uh, in the back seat, the ideal spot if you have one child and you're deciding where to put them is in the center in the back seat. Um, because, again, I think like a paramedic, because mm-hmm. that's that's my history of what yeah. I've done mm-hmm. over the years, is um, in a motor vehicle crash, you have your front end uh, impact, your rear impact, and those side impacts are the ones that really we tend to see the most serious and critical injuries. And so if you have that child on one of those side um we encourage the middle and the back because mm-hmm. if you have that side impact, it's the farthest from impact. It's not always possible. Sometimes there's compatibility mm-hmm. issues and fitting mm-hmm. issues. Or mm-hmm. if you have more than one child, Yeah, who gets to sit in right. the safest spot? Right. Sure. But yeah. typically we're going to recommend that youngest, uh, smallest child to be in that position just because they don't have that head and neck control and sure. that type of thing. Sure. So if you're choosing or deciding if it's possible to get that, seat in the middle beside another bigger child seat, mm-hmm. then we're still going to shoot for that okay. if possible. Right, great, great. So we've kind of talked a little bit about the different types of car seats out there. Can you share with our listeners what um, the difference is between like the latch system and, and their seatbelt or should the seatbelt uh, buckle your car seat in or what are those tethers or all those kind of technical terms? Yes, absolutely. So um, when you're installing a, a car seat in a vehicle, uh, most most vehicles, unless you have an older model, is going to have the option to uh, have a latch system is what you'll hear the terminology called. Um, it's it's basically some hooks that are in the, the um, lower part of the seat and the car seat comes with special uh, hardware that allows you to hook on to those lower, we call them lower anchors. Latch stands for lower anchors and tethers for children, okay? So latch is something that was designed, newer vehicles have that with the intent to simplify the whole process of installing car seats into a vehicle. Um, It works great in some situations, but it doesn't work great in other situations. You have that compatibility issue. So um, a lot of people, um, the general public, believes that since that's newer technology, it's better 
And when they get their car seat, they come in and they're adamant that it has to be installed mm -hmm. with the latch system because it's newer technology. Mm -hmm. To this point, there is no evidence that installing a car seat with a safety belt or installing a car seat with a latch system, that one is better than the other. There's really? no data to prove that. As long as it's secure is what right. you're looking Our for, goal however is, you go about is, that. Yes. Okay. So whichever way you go, just to make sure it's installed correctly. Right. We've literally had parents come in with their two different vehicles, and uh, one may, we might recommend doing a latch install, and the spouse's vehicle that's a different kind or a different brand, and we can just get a much better fit with the seatbelt Interesting. installation. So you should try both right? as a um, as a parent or when bringing to a car seat safety checkup. Absolutely, especially if you're feeling like it's not a great install and mm -hmm. it, it could be installed better or tighter, mm -hmm. then I would always recommend trying the other option because uh, it may work very well. Do some of those manufacturer... Um, instructions or guidelines say which one is better they will say this is you know the ideal way to use this is to use your your anchor system or you know this should not be used in an anchor system right you have to read uh, it the two pieces of information or resources that you have to really make the ultimate best educated decision is to read your uh, car seat manual but also your vehicle oh. manual because some for example xyz brand of car might say it's not designed to use that center spot or there might be other exceptions so you can't i can't say there's a general rule that applies to everything sure. because some you know ford might say one thing and chevy might say something else and so you, you have know, to kind of combine yeah yeah those mm -hmm. two so um we have uh, a resource through in the child passenger safety community us that are technicians and and instructors um have a resource that is updated actually every other year that has a huge amount of information from the um, vehicle manufacturers and the car seat manufacturers working together That's to awesome. try to nice. make it much less complicated. Yeah. So sometimes we'll have that book, that resource that maybe even a little more up to date than mm -hmm. your vehicle manual sure. that maybe was 10 or 15 years old yeah. or even five to, it sounds yes. like if you're updating every other year yes that's so awesome. so that's one additional resource that we have at every checkup event and you'll see technicians referring to that at our events and i have always heard um people be surprised when told that they should not use both the latch and seat belts um, and I, I do, as a parent, kind of understand where they're coming from because it would seem like, why not just use all of, right, exactly, you know, both of the systems. Um, can you just give us a little, tell us why you wouldn't want to use right. both of them? Right. So as you guys know, um, you know, all of this car seat information uh, comes from federal motor vehicle safety standards. Um, so a good point to make here is that every car seat that is sold out there on the market has to meet certain standards. Okay. So that being said, people ask me all the time, is this $200 car seat better than this $50 car seat? That is not the case. 
So the peer pressure of, unless you like the color of one better than the other, if if it's being sold out there, it meets the Federal Motor Vehicle okay. Safety Standards. Gotcha. So you might have a feature you like better than others, or one might last a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. Instead of buying three seats, you can get by with two or those kinds of things. Sure. Um, but a more expensive seat is not a better seat. So it's really what fits your child and what fits your car. Is, yeah. Is the yeah. Best and, car seat. Yes, and you're going to use because sometimes people get this really nice uh, car seat, but maybe there's a feature on it that's difficult because they have arthritis maybe in their hands uh-huh. and they're having they, those frustrations. You don't need life yeah. is busy. We have somewhere we need to be. You we gotta go. We do, you gotta transfer from my car to my mom's car or grandma's car. Yeah, and you don't want that temptation to go. Oh, let's just skip it or let's yeah. not do it quite oh, right. Yeah. So, so you have to pick features that. That work for you and your child and is going to be realistic that you're going to use correctly every single time yeah um so something you mentioned too that i wanted to ask about are expired car seats mm-hmm. um i tend to not think that the car seat that i used for my older daughter three years would not be good for my mm-hmm. my next child mm-hmm. um is that dependent on the manufacturer as well you can look in there and it'll say um this this will last for seven years and once that's done it's done right it's not safe anymore most of the manufacturers have uh, a lot of the newer seats have a expiration date on it oh it'll perfect say, do not use after xyz so that's date. even better because if you know seven years down the road you lose the um, manual. The manual that it came with, yeah, and you're, maybe you're not as tech savvy, can't look it up on the internet, it's right there on the seat. Right. How handy. Right. Yeah. right. So the, it, it varies a little bit from manufacturer to manufacturer. I, a good general rule is six, six years, but mm-hmm. again, one manufacturer might say more than that. Um, but I, I always tell people you really need to check, A, for recalls. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondly, if you're continuing to use a seat that you bought new three or four years ago and now you're using it for your next child, make sure that that seat is going to be safe for the life of you need to use it for that child. and Going forward yeah. from zero to four or right. whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, the other thing, the fear of the unknown, a lot of times people will hand down a car seat maybe to mm-hmm. a friend or a neighbor or you buy it at a second hand mm-hmm. shop or pick it up on the corner right someone's throwing it out. right yeah. that's happened too and uh honestly our concern is not only with the seat being potentially recalled or uh, expired mm-hmm. but even more importantly is many of the manufacturers recommend that seat not be used if it's been involved in a motor vehicle crash right mm-hmm. so if you're not getting it from someone you know you might it could have been in a significant crash and you mm-hmm. would be unaware of that and that can compromise the safety of the sure. child car seats are designed for one crash and one crash only um just like good seat to belts, know just like seat belts in your vehicle most of the manufacturers of cars recommend that if you've been in a significant motor vehicle crash the seat belts need to be replaced replaced i didn't know that and as i was reading through information they said go have your latch system check too at which i would not have thought of me right. neither I knew about unless the car someone seat, told me but yeah, yeah right. i didn't right. didn't realize that the car seats could be um seat belts could be compromised as well right. so yeah right. and the same way so back to your using both oh, latch yeah. Yeah, and yeah. seat belt mm-hmm. they uh 
they have the manufacturer has to test these uh, car seats in their vehicles. So if they are not tested with those together, potentially they could they could work against each other. Uh-huh. Um, there is a, some people think that car seat needs to be cemented in there, which yeah. we're going to talk about. <laughs> um, there is a certain amount of uh, give and flex that is designed into helping that car seat. Um, protect that child during the crash it it absorbs the the um, crash forces sure so uh, you know doubling up or putting extra Mm. straps or extra tightness on it that the manufacturer is going to say if we haven't tested it that way we're not going to recommend that you use it it that way because they they don't want to be responsible for they don't know how it will work right so ultimately they're tested with one or the other usually tested with both ways but typically you're not going to see them tested together about the time I say that never a manufacturer will allow that, I, I'm not saying if a manufacturer of the, the car seat and the vehicle are okay with it, we would never argue with that. But it's rare to see that they would say that that was okay. We can always update the podcast when that uh, when that news comes out. Yes. yes. And as we're talking about latching in those car seats, there's a base that you can purchase that you actually would secure. And then your seat or car a carrier could click in and out of there. Right. So um, what Jennifer's talking about are, are infant seats mm-hmm. um, or infant carriers. Some people use that term. And a lot of them now come with a base that is strapped into your vehicle, uh, secured in there, and then you take it, you pull your baby out in the carrier, the baby's still in the carrier, and you take that carrier in the house or in the grocery store and daycare, that type of thing. And a lot of them will have, perhaps you can buy a second base that's in your significant other's vehicle, and maybe one parent drops off the child, another parent picks them up, so they might have two different bases for the same car seat and they're able to just click it in and go. Mm -hmm. So it it adds that nice little convenience. A lot of the car seats that come with a base that stays secured into the vehicle also will allow the carrier to be used without the base. So some parents are like, well, we can't really afford to spend that extra money to buy a second base. Maybe one parent does most of the dropping off and picking up, mm-hmm. but once in a while there's an unusual situation, or maybe somebody's sick and grandma has to go pick them mm-hmm. up. You teach them to use that infant Actual carrier um, without the base. We have to make sure the manufacturer allows it, sure. mm-hmm. but many of them allow it to be used without the base too. So either with the lat- latch system or with the seatbelts, depending yeah. on which way. Yeah, if you're using a carrier without the base, typically it's going to be an installation with a safety belt, with okay. the vehicle seat. Because it kind of goes right under right. in that okay. that hole where you can't get your arm all the way right. through. It's hard right. to pull through. Right. And what's a good guide for parents to make sure that they can, um, that their child's buckled in properly? Like how much give mm-hmm. is there? Like wiggle room? Yeah. Wiggle room, there we go. So, um, first of all, the car seat in the vehicle, um, our goal is to have less than an inch of movement from side to side and back and forth. So, once all is said and done and your car seat is installed into your vehicle, our goal is to have less than an inch of movement. So that, as a parent, you can check that on your own. Just grab a hold of the base of the seat where the seat belt goes through and Shake it side to side, <laughs> forward and back. Think back to mine was much more than an inch. We see a lot, a lot of them. 
And we see a lot of people that are frustrated because they've heard us say that it needs to be an inch. It's but hard to get to get tight. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. So it doesn't need to be cemented. So mm-hmm. less than an inch of movement is okay. Yes. Um, but but we don't want that three, four, six inches right. of movement back. <laughs> yes. yes. Three, four, I, six. First yes. time parent. <laughs> he survived. No, no. no. He did. <laughs> um, and then when you put your child in the seat, our goal is to uh, be able to, once they're all secured, uh, pinch the harness straps and actually um, pinch that strap. And if you can touch strap to strap, so meaning put a fold in mm-hmm. that strap, um, and it, it there's enough give that you can pinch it and touch strap to strap, then it's probably not secured tightly. Oh. So it needs to be secured down a little so bit So where you tighter. can't fold it. Right. Okay. Absolutely never should uh, shoulder straps, harness straps be slipping down off of the shoulder. Literally, especially small kids, if that is not secured tightly and up on the shoulders, the child can be ejected out of the car seat, which does happen. So a lot of times people, especially that new baby, they're kind of tiny and Mm -hmm. you feel like they're so fragile. Uh, A lot of people are a little bit lax on how tightly they secure it down. I, that's why I love the new pregnant moms coming into our checkup events. It gives me the opportunity to educate them. Look how tight they're secured right now in your stomach. <laughs> they're used to all yeah. this tightness yeah. and that pressure. That's like so, kids love to be swaddled, that yes. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So when you start putting them in your car seat, make sure you're securing them securely and tightly. They get used to it. They aren't complaining when they get older. They don't know any different. Mm-hmm. And right. you can assure that they're safe. Um, time of year, I told you I thought of something on the way here. Winter time, a lot of people, there's so many cute little snowsuits mm, yeah. and all these cute little winter coats and stuff. We still recommend, all the manufacturers agree, that a child should be secured into a safety seat in their normal clothing oh. and not those big bulky coats. Okay. Really? I didn't know that. I didn't either, thinking so back. So you think about the bulk. Yeah. And you tighten down mm-hmm. that strap, but there's when you really push on where that their body cushion, is. Yes, you're going to have mm-hmm. that. That harness is not nearly as tight as you think it is when you have that big bulky coat underneath huh. of there. And sometimes some slack is down, maybe under the legs or behind that you're not able to see. So, um, especially with those small infants, they recommend um, putting them in in their clothing. And then bundle over the top. Sure. Nothing between the child and the harness straps. That is very good to know. So, and keeping in mind, small children can get dehydrated very easily. You get in your car, you got the heat on, and now they're in this snowsuit, and you're going on a long drive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This way, you're bundling over the top. As the car warms up, you can take off some layers Layers. of blankets and um, keep them at their proper room temperature yeah that's good to know that is really good to know for those um rear facing car seats then sometimes they the car seats have to be angled so they're properly exactly and again that convertible seat is where we see the most errors probably with that because many of those seats can be used rear facing and forward facing but almost every single one of them you're going to see has some sort of adjustment that needs to be made. When you're going from rear-facing to forward-facing, mm-hmm. there may be an adjustment. And that's because of that angle that you're talking about. 
Children sit at a little bit more of an angle when they're rear facing. Um, they 30 to 45 degree angle. Um, and most manufacturers, some of them you'll see, they have a little bubble yeah. Yeah. indicator Arsten. on yep. the seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, like a level. Yeah, it's really different from manufacturer to manufacturer, but they usually have recommendations. It might be a different angle recommendation for that newborn versus that child that's getting 15 to 20 pounds even. They sure. might have a little bit of so a So even range. within the two-year recommendation, yeah, you might change the angle a little right. bit. Right, right. Good to know. So a good general rule, though, Jen, is that... Um, Children that are rear-facing, when you're um, picking the level that you're going to thread those straps through, it's really important for people to know the straps need to be adjusted at the child's shoulder height or below. Okay. So you're not going to go up to that next harness slot until that child grows all the way up to it. So rear-facing, I'll say that one more time, rear-facing children should be have their harness straps adjusted at or below the shoulders. Okay. okay. Once a child is big enough and able to be turned around forward facing, the recommendation is for the harness to be adjusted at or above the shoulder straps. Okay. The the level of their shoulder. So does that make sense? Yep. Am I explaining mm-hmm. that correctly? Yeah. So um, a little bit of different recommendation, but a lot of times people go, all right, yay, we're big now, we can turn it around. Mm-hmm. They don't know about that angle adjustment that mm-hmm. potentially is there, and they don't know about changing the straps, the harness slides. So mm-hmm. those are two of the most common errors that we're going to see when people are changing their child from rear-facing to forward-facing. Okay. And again, different brands of car seats are going to have different recommendations. But sure. looking at that manual, a lot of them are color-coded and will have a section for rear-facing and a, another section for forward-facing. When you think about it, it kind of makes sense if you think about looking at your child either you know, rear-facing with the angle where the straps would be or forward-facing if they're sitting up and where the straps would be coming from above the shoulders or at the shoulders or, like you said, rear-facing below the shoulders or at the shoulders. Exactly. Yeah. It, it makes sense when you think about what their body's going to do during an actual crash. Right. Yeah. And to get at that correct angle, you can do like a rolled towel. Um, some, you have to read because um, that was a, a very common practice that, that we did a lot. Um, so also sometimes pool noodles. But a lot of oh. the newer car seats are, they have adjusters on the car seat and you may not need to oh. to go with a towel or a pool noodle. Okay. Um, so again, that's sort of one of those features that uh-huh. I encourage uh, people to, to look for. People will say, we're going to have a baby. I know you do car seats. Tell me what's the best car seat. It's really not about the brand. It's about what kinds of features are you wanting and looking for. And that's one of the things that that I think is a nice feature to have on a new yeah. car seat. I was going to say, I never knew about that. I mean, my, my youngest is five years, and they didn't have those five years ago. That's right. great. Um, some people might think um, it's safer for them to hold their baby versus, um, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> no, it's true. It just sounds so silly. I, I know. Well, it was one of the frequently asked questions. <laughs> I have a personal story to share. Um, my mom won't listen to this. But I remember in 1982, she was stopped by a police officer for going a little bit too fast. And she was um, burping my youngest brother, at, you know, she while she was driving. Oh and, you know, he just gave her a warning. and. <laughs> 
Tons Let of her change. go on her way. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I don't know, that was about that time frame. I think we had some simple modified type of car seat or whatever. But, mm-hmm. I mean, so you should never drive with your child. Never. Yeah. Not secure. Never, ever, ever. And, and again, uh, we don't have time to really get into crash forces and those types of things. But the ultimately, the speed times the weight of that child and um it's not possible to hang on to a child during a crash right um the crash forces are just just way too much another temptation by parents uh especially with that newborn you know you're going out first time alone that type of thing it's very tempting for some parents to put the child in the front seat Absolutely. So they can keep an eye yeah, on Yeah, they want to just be able to see them. Mm-hmm. Worried about them stop breathing or something right, like that. Right. Never, ever, ever is it safe or recommended to put that child in the front seat. Some very critical injuries can happen to a child. You might have a small minor crash, but if that airbag uh, mm-hmm. is deployed, it can cause critical injuries to children. Um, nearly every vehicle now, if you pull down that visor and look at it, it talks about mm-hmm, children sure. 13 and younger should ride in the back seat and never put a rear-facing car seat in front in of that front. airbag. So um, those are those are scary errors that, that we still occasionally see once in a while. And again, as a parent, I remember that temptation mm-hmm. of doing that because you want to be able to see them. Uh, again, you yeah. can't see them every second of their life or when right. they're, they're in their crib. I mean, as new moms, we always want to hear that yeah. breathing. Yeah. It's, it's reassuring, and yeah. that's normal. But you don't want to risk your child's life because you, you don't know. Right. A minor crash can really turn into something serious. Well, and like you said at the very beginning, that is a preventable injury. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, Lou, that's a lot of great information. Um, Could you talk a little bit, can we go back to uh, the expiration date? You know, I was just thinking about it as we talked. Um, You know, how important is it to really follow those guidelines? If if you're within a couple of years or even a year or two, are you okay? Kind of like letting the milk go an extra week. Yes, Yes. to hand me down. It doesn't quite fit, but but it'll it'll work for today. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And and again, when we, uh, when child passenger safety technicians are the individuals that you'll be working with at a car seat event, and and one of the things we're obligated to do is to follow the manufacturer's instructions. And going against anything like that, we, we certainly are not going to recommend it. But a lot of times I will have a parent say, Oh, come on, five years, they just want me to spend more money and buy a new car seat. Right. Um, which I, I can understand people asking mm-hmm. that question, and we all, you know, we all wonder that at yeah. times. It For is kind of, I mean, people seem to, you know, want to be out to make money. They're right. the car seat people right. probably as well. Um, I I really think it's important for people to understand that um, technology is ever-changing, and the, the car seats are made better, um, the features are better, the, their crash testing is, uh, you know, constantly being updated on what kind of criteria they need to meet during a crash, and it's new technology. And I compare that a lot of times when I'm talking to parents is, um, it's like your cell phone. Yeah. Um, you know, I have my cell phone from analogy. five years ago. And it still works. So why do I need a, why do I want a new, well, we all want the new, greatest, latest technology, not only because it's fun and we want to be like everyone else, but ultimately it works better. Right. So a five-year-old car seat probably would still work, 
But I and I just picked five randomly. <laughs> Obviously, it's going to yeah. depend on the manufacturer. But but they are taking that into account that that older technology, what's newer, what's better, what's going to protect that child more. So having you know, you might have a borderline seat that's five years old, and you go, well, I'm probably going to need to use it for two years for this next child. Should I push that envelope uh, again? Everybody has their own budget, and they have to be accountable financially. But, but to me, that reassurance of having a newer car seat with that newer um, technology, um, not buying one maybe that's a secondhand uh, seat right. that may or may not have been involved in a crash. Mm-hmm. Um, so knowing that history about that seat and checking the manufacturer and make sure that it's not recalled and yeah. those types of things. So so it's a technology thing and it's arguable. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had the conversation and ultimately we respect people's choices. Sure, We're, we're going to always recommend what's best practice. Mm-hmm. If they say, I want to use this car seat and I understand that it's expired, then then absolutely that's their choice. Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, that is a really good analogy. I mean, I think that that just really hits home for a lot of people nowadays. It's just very, you know, really um, kind of brings you back to think about it that way. So you mentioned, you've mentioned best practices a couple of times. Can you talk a little bit about the difference um, between best practices and what might be law and where you know, and why you follow best practices rather than following what, you know, Iowa law says. Absolutely. So, um, again, I, I think I mentioned earlier that Iowa's law was updated a few years back, mm-hmm. and, and we had made some really good strides uh, in protecting children and improving Iowa's law. But ultimately, Iowa's law now says that a child only needs to be rear-facing to the age of 1 and 20 pounds. Okay, that's what I was lost as best practice, which we've already talked about, yeah. is to keep mm-hmm. that child rear facing up to age two. Some people will assume if the law says it, then that must be the recommendation, or mm-hmm. if I follow the law, then I'm doing what's best for my child. In this case, absolutely, the law is not enough to truly give your child the best protection. That's good to know. So that that's one point specifically to Iowa's law. The other one is Iowa's law requires a child to be um, restrained in a child safety device up to the age of six. Okay, so most people are going to have that infancy, and then they graduate to the bigger, um, maybe convertible rear-facing, and then perhaps to a forward-facing seat. But again, when that child starts to get bigger, maybe go to preschool, that type of thing, yes, they're going to say, I'm big, I don't need a baby seat. And a lot of times, that's where we're going to see people skipping that booster seat phase. Booster seats are critical to protecting small children. Seat belts are designed for adults. And a booster seat ultimately is boosting that child up so that that adult safety belt is going to fit them and hit mm-hmm. them across their pelvis, keeping that, that seat belt down low rather than allowing it to ride up on their stomach. And then also that shoulder belt going mm-hmm. across the neck. Um, a lot of times kids are tempted to put it underneath <laughs> yep, the arm. It's crawling mm-hmm. out of it. Very, very dangerous practices. Mm-hmm. And we want that child, that upper body, to be restrained and As secured well. during a crash. So so um, Iowa's law could go much farther to really better protect children. 
Um, it, it just really meets those minimums. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, we want you to keep that child in a booster seat up until there's not a specific age. You're going to keep them in that booster seat until that adult vehicle belt is going to fit them properly. And as we talked about, I don't know if it was before or after we started the podcast, but ultimately that child needs to be able to sit on the vehicle seat with their bottom scooted all the way to the back and their feet should touch the vehicle floor Mm. so that they can stay in that position. Right. A lot of times people can, the child can scoot all the way back, but if but their, their feet are their dangling, heels come up, yeah. you're going to see that they start to slouch down. Okay. Yeah. And if you're going on an hour or two hour car trip, that what's going to happen is that vehicle belt is going to ride up on their stomach. And we can see some pretty serious internal sure. injuries from that vehicle belt not fitting the child properly. So the booster seats just help positioning. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Um so the standards that you go by uh, that um, Safe Kids of Johnson County or other uh, organizations that work with you or that go across the country, you know, your standards come from a more national um, standard that's updated more often, like you had said earlier, than maybe, you know, different individual state laws. Right, right. So um, the, the individuals that are at a car seat checkup event assisting families are all certified child passenger safety technicians. And that is a national curriculum. So they work with the manufacturers of the vehicles, the manufacturers of the cars, and try to assure that all of that information is current and up to date. That curriculum is updated every so many years as they see fit. And it's very standardized. So making sure that you have the most current, yeah. accurate, up-to-date information. There are things mm-hmm. that change. You know, like, like we were talking about, one feature might never, never, never do this. And then the next week, a, a manufacturer might say that that's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, an example of that, people will ask a lot of times, should the handle of the infant seat be up, up or, or down? down yes. Transport. Yeah. And years ago, we... All of the manufacturers said it needed to be down, and we always taught that way. Well, yeah, I put it down. It, it changed came. between my two daughters within three yeah. years. Uh-huh. So one manufacturer might still say it needs to be down, but another one might say it's okay to be up. Uh-huh. Another one so might uh-huh. say it must be up. Okay. So you will see our technicians when you're at our checkup events uh, referencing that material specifically to that manufacturer because there are not a always general rules that apply to all car seats. It's, they're, they're, it's fluid. Yes. They're ever-changing. Yeah. What a great point. And speaking of your technicians, um, we the library has hosted a baby fair the past three years. We've been fortunate enough to have Safe Kids Johnson County and the car seat technicians come out. Uh, they're all volunteers. You guys have come out to the fair. Um, this is free. So the car seats, you don't charge to have the car seat check done. So this is free for parents. Um, not just at our baby fair, but any, any of car seat check it is free and uh, we really appreciate you guys coming because it's been a big draw for us and the Mm -hmm. new and expecting families as well as those with toddlers and kids really do appreciate that Um, you guys I think have helped us a lot with quite a few uh, checks you've even given away I think uh, a couple of times a free booster seat and car seat uh, when a family couldn't afford it and you know I want to thank you again for that because yes we what we do as uh, our child passenger safety program if if a family makes a donation 
any donations that we get are made available for car seats. Oh, that is awesome. So um, we can never promise that we have a seat. Sometimes people say, well, I heard that you had a seat or wanted a free seat or something like that. We can never promise that because it's completely donation driven. Um, You know, we might provide a seat for a family that costs $50 and they're able to make a $10 donation. Mm -hmm. Um, If that's their situation, we want Mm -hmm. that child to be safe. That's our ultimate goal. But anything that we would receive as a donation would go back into um, providing that opportunity for other people that can't afford it. So we never promise that we have that opportunity. Sometimes we've had agencies that have come to us and wanted to donate or address a certain um, clientele or something like that mm-hmm. where they've had a grant maybe or something and, right. and we've had opportunities previously to provide car seats but it's never a guaranteed piece of our, mm-hmm. our program and just um, so our listeners and myself are clear when you say donations you mean monetary donations not yes. donations of car seats I'm not using anymore thank you for clarifying that yes because a car seat maybe I used for a couple of years and yeah. it's still not has expired. not been in that. Accident. Yes. It might meet the criteria to be used as a secondhand seat, but we do not collect those. Mm-hmm. And again, it, it really boils down to um, the the personnel to be able to to manage all of that because we would have to have assurance that they weren't involved in right. crashes and right. those types of things. Of and there's too many unknowns mm-hmm. yes, out definitely. there. So ultimately. If we aren't able to provide a seat for somebody, we try to um, look for what other resources are out there and try to connect their needs with the resources Mm -hmm. that are out there. Great. And so also other locations that um, families, if they aren't local to our area, um, what other organizations, like fire stations or where can they go or call if if they um, want to have their car seat or checked? Right. Um, uh, many of the agencies within Safe Kids Johnson County also provide some kind of child passenger safety education um, from their location and their day-to-day operations. For example, Iowa City Fire, a lot of people are familiar with that. That's where we have our uh, regular fit station events every other month. Um, and some days, not every day, they might have a child passenger safety technician on duty and they have to be available to respond to emergency calls. So they're not, sure. it, it, you can't just walk in and expect them to do a car seat check with you. But um, you can call there, see if there's one available. And if they aren't busy or on calls, they may be able to provide that education. Um, both of the hospitals, Mercy and University, have uh, certified technicians within their facilities. Um, again, it varies from facility to facility on how much education they do or and that type of thing, but both of those entities also um, participate in our Safe Kids Checkup events. Um, in Corville, you have the fire station, Corville Fire, and Corville Police Department that also have certified child passenger safety technicians. And they um, will, if you call and schedule an appointment uh, with one of their certified technicians, a lot of times they will provide that education. That's great. Okay. So many so, good resources. I tell people to Mercy On Call has been so good to us. Um, as far as sometimes people want to make an appointment at a checkup event that we have scheduled, you can call and do that, but it's not required. Um, Walk-ins are welcome at all of our events. 
Um, That's very good to know. Yes. And if you're looking for maybe a question that you really want to be answered and it's two weeks till our next checkup event, Mm -hmm. uh, Mercy On Call can connect you with one of us that is a technician to maybe we can return a call to you to answer a question or if there's some need that you're concerned about safety and Mm -hmm. we need to schedule something before our next um, normal checkup event we a lot of our technicians will do that so okay. so it's multiple agencies working yeah. together yeah that's so. great that so many agencies in the area are willing or that are not only willing to participate but that have those trained technicians on staff for people to be available to people that's Absolutely. amazing yeah. and for our local listeners if they did want to call mercy on call that phone number is 319-358-2767 correct Okay, great. Great. So you kind of mentioned the car seat checks. Is there any upcoming events that you want our listeners to know about? So our next Fit Station event is March 14th. It's a Wednesday at Iowa City Ferris Station number 4. And those Fit Station events are from 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Um, Again, you're not required to have an appointment. Uh, we like, if, if possible, for you to bring your vehicle, your car seat, and your child. And then if you and have, the manual. If you have your car, car seat, seat manual <laughs> and your vehicle manual, that would be okay. ideal for you to bring those two. If, if, one of the, if perhaps maybe your child is at, unavailable and can't come or something like that, it's not required that you have the child there, but it, it helps us educate actually how to properly fit that child into the car. Sure. Seat. So if they're all available, we'd like you to bring them. An ideal situation. Right. Yeah. Okay. Great. And you're going to be at Coral Ridge in May? To, so the last few years, we've done an annual Safe Kids event working with our local emergency services, um, some of the fire departments, law enforcement, ambulance service, and uh, Safe Kids Week and EMS Week are very close together in May. And we've done a big... Uh, a safety event at Coral Ridge Mall. Um, I don't know at this point if mm-hmm. there will be an actual event this May, but, but the last few years we've done that. It's been received very well by the public, and we've included bicycle safety, helmet safety, fire safety, um, ATV safety, just a variety of things that support our mission as Safe Kids Johnson yeah. County. And it's Wonderful. really about injury prevention. And it gives the kids an opportunity to look at fire trucks. Yeah, so fun. Roam through the ambulance, yeah. ask questions. Yes. And a lot of our law enforcement officers are there and showing them inside their cars and stuff. So Great. it's good for kids to be exposed to those things yes. when there are no emergencies. And yes. it can be sure. kind of scary. So yeah. it's a sure. good, good team effort to work with. Absolutely. Them. So comprehensive as well. Very ATV nice. safety. I mean, Water safety, that's just great. Yeah. And then our fourth annual baby fair is going to be on Sunday, August 26th from 1 to 3. And we're glad that you guys are going to be able to join us again. So (laughs) um, all the listeners out there, you're welcome to come uh, get in line for that. Yes. And now that you say that, I failed to mention that North Liberty uh, Fire Department and North Liberty Police Department both have certified child passenger safety technicians that work with us in Safe Kids Johnson County. So Travis with North Liberty PD has been just Mm -hmm. fabulous in working um, with us in Safe Kids and with our North Liberty events. So. Right. He's come to the baby fairs um, yes. each year and, and helped you guys, so we really appreciate yes, that. Yes. That's, That's fantastic. Time from their schedules. So. Yep. 
So before we end today's podcast, Lou, would you mind sharing with our listeners what your favorite storytime memory or book is, please? Yes, I love this question. <laughs> um, so my, I have two children. Uh, my daughter is 21 and my son is 18, so they're, they're grown children, but we love to read books when both of them were small. And we had the book uh, uh, Ten in the Bed. Oh, yeah. And we read that over and over and over again. And now I still I still saved it. I'm looking forward to my first grandchild. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, sharing that with them. But uh, we love that book. And my kids still, you want to, you, you can't believe the grin on their face when we bring up that book and reading that together. That's so fantastic. It's one of our family favorites. That's awesome. It is uh, as a as a person who does story time, it's still a favorite for kids these days. That's always nice to hear too, that like, um, you know, I'm using quotations, the classics still kids are, uh, you know, liking these days. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that memory with us. Yeah. All right. Um, Well, thank you so much, Lou. This has been a really uh, informative podcast. Today we've talked about how the car safety checks go, looking for if seats are recalled or expired, how safe they are, if the seat is compatible in a car or multiple cars, and um, how the car seat fits in correctly. And that's kind of the template that they go off of. We've also talked about how the different um, kinds of seats, rear-facing versus forward-facing, boosters versus no boosters, and um, how to secure your seat into the car, whether to use a latch system or the uh, or just your seatbelt system. And then we ended with kind of a description of upcoming events. Remember March 14th from 5 to 7.30 p.m. That's a Wednesday. Uh, Car Safe Kids of Johnson County will be at Fire Station Number 4, which is off Dodge Street in Iowa City. And on the odd months, uh, the second Wednesday of every odd month, they will do their FIT uh, event. And you can always find those on their website or also on their Facebook, too, that they make sure to post all that information on there as well. Well, thanks so much, Lou, for coming in and talking with us today about car seat safety. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. For thanks a lot. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our Stork Storytime podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us. And remember, just as it's never too late to learn early literacy skills and develop a love of reading, it's never too early either.